Hello, you're listening to episode 77 of It's an Adventure with Daniel and Victor. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can donate to this podcast on Anchor, and if you like us, tell a friend. I hope you meet Pags enjoyed your 420. We machines don't have drugs. The closest thing we have to drugs is sticking a fork into a socket. Some machines like to lick microwaves while they run. We call them microheads. It's sad shit. Enjoy this week's episode. 27, wow. We're live, motherfucker. Uh, I have my dog with me right now. She's uh, doing well. She's not a giant tiger, so yeah, it's not as exciting as what we're going to be talking about today. It's a good thing she's not a giant tiger full because tigers can get COVID-19, apparently. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and house cats. House cats can give COVID-19 to each other, but, but not to you, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Wait, can we give COVID-19 to a house cat? Yeah, bitch, how do you think the tiger got it? Oh, look at that. We're evolving into cats. Yeah, dude. We're, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to take them all out. <laughs> oh, hi, Dakota. Sorry. What's up, Dakota? My dogs. Is that Dakota Freeman? Is she growing up right now. so fast? <laughs> so fast. Um, hey, welcome to It's an Adventure. My name is Victor Rice. My name is Daniel Farias. Coming to you from our bunkers, because we're still under lockdown. Still under lockdown. Yeah, I've been in La Mirada the past, like, what, four weekends, and we still are not able to see each other. No, dude. No. Did you hear that California, what California might have? What? We might have herd immunity to this shit. I heard, yep, I heard about that. I heard. Oh, shit. Apparently, they they suspect that this thing, because we're so close to China and Asia and all those places that were afflicted first, uh, we got it early in December, and it's just been circulated through the population, and that's why we haven't been hit hit so bad. Also, too, we, we were one of the first states to lock down, so... That might be another reason why. And we were also not the first state, but our coast compared to East Coast was the first person to have like a confirmed case of COVID nineteen yeah. up in uh, Washington. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, I did hear about that. Hey, that's good for us. It is, dude. And I'm proud to be a Californian, <laughs> where there might be herd immunity. Hey, finally. L.A. comedy will surpass New York comedy yeah. for the very reason that we'll all still be alive. <laughs> but we're still we're still in lockdown until May fifteenth. That was well. That's L.A. That's that's when they I, extended I'm, it. Yeah, come come May sixteenth, bro. You have to go back to work, son. I've been I've been at work. Yeah, I but now you, no, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back to work in your office. I've been going into the office. Why, bitch? You're going to get the COVID. I see three people a day. Um, and that's it. Wait, like which office? Everyone else has gone home. Your um, LA office or your, your speech debate stuff? No, 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 no. My LA office. Gotcha. At the studio? Yeah. Everyone, like, they said, if you can go home... You go home, and like 95% of the building just left. So, for me, I kind of need to be there. 
because we're doing the COVID nineteen podcast. Oh my god! So, really? How how's that yeah. doing? I, I right now I've heard that podcasts are floundering because nobody's commuting right now, so nobody's listening to podcasts. Instead, they're at home streaming and shit. Uh, <laughs> They're watching TV. They're watching Tiger King. Yeah, dude. I'm seeing a lot of comedians that are that are doing podcasts daily or or bi daily. Uh, I don't know who's listening to that. I saw that yeah. But um, <laughs> I can tell you right now, nobody's listening to us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we can do anything we want. We can do anything we want, man. It's whatever. I guess people There's like a- to hang out, and comedians don't. You know, they can't really do stand up. So what else can they do but bullshit and yeah, use a microphone? Know. So I'm looking up my numbers right now. <clears throat> so the daily coronavirus update podcast, which is the only going to be temporary, is number 36 most listened to on iHeartRadio. Oh shit! And daily Dive, which is my consistent like full time job, is number 38. Oh, so shit. people are listening very much. So. And our numbers are like up. We already we're on our way to two million listeners this year. Yeah, so, dude. That's because you big you you big podcast. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you big podcast. Nobody's gonna listen to to a bunch of comedians from Orange County. From Orange County. <laughs> getting drunk and having people call it and shit. Yeah. Are you drunk, Daniel? I'm drunk every single day, dude. You know how I didn't drink back in the day. Well, now I, I I picked up a serious alcohol habit. <laughs> it's serious, um, man. You should be worried about me. I I don't have a liver anymore. You don't wait. How does how does that make sense? I drank so much, my liver disappeared. It went up and went poof. Just left. It just left. <laughs> it packed up its things and left. Yeah. Um, Daniel, what are you watching? What are you what are you what are you doing right now? You want to know what I've been watching these past couple of days? Well, I've been I've been hanging out with Tyler, and we've just been watching uh, on Disney Plus all of their uh, nature documentaries. Okay. Yeah, dude. We started with dolphins, then we moved on to uh, to elephants, then we watched bears, right? This sounds like zoo books. Well, that's do you remember the, zoo books? That's what they kind of all are, dude. We they got a, a shit ton of Disney <laughs> nature documentaries. Like we've seen all of them. Yeah. Like I, I said bears, chimpanzees, all of them. Um, we got down to like the uh, African cats and born in China, and those suck, dude. Those fucking suck. All right. I'm just gonna tell yeah. people for anybody that has Disney Plus and are thinking about watching these documentaries all right the really good ones okay are dolphins elephants bears okay and then chimpanzees african cats and born in china fucking suck why do they suck because they're done like there's no cohesiveness to it you know elephants and 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 bears and what else did i say dolphins they all like uh the editors were able to to put all the footage together and make a story quotations they say that with quotation marks because <laughs> fuck like i'm pretty sure like there was in the dolphin documentary there's this little dolphin i think his name is called mako or something and he's this baby dolphin and he's like the protagonist but i'm pretty sure like 
seventeen baby dolphins <laughs> portrayed Mako in that documentary. You know, he's the hero. He's, he's the hero of he, the documentary. Yes. So they had to have he had to have seventeen understudies when he was being boring. <laughs> you know, on days that they were uh, filming. But um, <laughs> like they're able to with those documentaries are able to like put narration and images together in a way that makes sense. You know, in Born in China, they have a they have a snow leopard, right? A snow leopard mother who has cubs, and this fucking so snow leopard lion dies. And then they don't they don't tell you what happened to her cubs. Then they just have this old montage showing China like the snow leopard dies, and then they have a a montage of the Chinese landscape. And you have John Krasinski in the background going, isn't China beautiful? Trying to make you forget that the fucking snow leopard died. <laughs> and they never tell you, yeah. You know my guess? What my guess is? Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, the snow leopards did die. Like, the cubs died, but that's pretty dark for children. Yeah. So we're just going to show nice imagery of China. That's it, dude. They disney it. They don't show you, they don't show the snow leopard fucking murdering a baby yak. You know? Right. They don't show any is of that, that like shit. Is it like a horror movie where the snow leopard is running up and then they just cut away? Yeah, immediately. Okay. The chimpanzee uh, movie. Like a PG-13 thing? Yeah, the chimpanzee movies, right? They, uh, the, I didn't think they would do this, but they referenced the fact that chimpanzees hunt monkeys. They hunt colobus monkeys. And they showed one, yeah. uh, they showed a chimpanzee catching a monkey, but they didn't show the fucking chimpanzee what they do is rip up the fucking monkey and... <laughs> <laughs> shared bits with the whole fucking colony. They didn't show that. So, like, a Disney kid just thinks it's hunting, it's like a game of tag. Yeah. Where they catch up to them and then they let them go. No, I've seen BBC fucking documentaries on chimpanzees where five chimps take one monkey and then they quarter it. And then one nah. eats an arm, the other eats a leg. And then the, the head monkey eats, like, the head and the torso. Yeah, some real Nat Geo type shit. Yeah, dude. Gruesome shit. They don't yeah. do that with Disney. <laughs> um, what Have you watched UF Disney Plus? Have you watched Onward yet? I watched that in theaters before shit hit the fan. Oh, oh serious? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because um, I just watched that this week. What did you think? Do you remember any of Onward? I do. Uh, I think it's one of those Pixar movies that, like, is it's like the good dinosaur, where it's a decent yeah. animated film, but it's a bad Pixar movie. <laughs> you know my, what I'm saying? Yeah, my, my thing, I think my review, and you'll, I think, understand what I say when I'm done saying it, it's a post-Golden Age Pixar movie. Which makes it a decent DreamWorks animation film. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's about... Go ahead. It's pretty crazy that even like bad Pixar movies are still way better than most animated movies out right now. Than most. And listen, I, I remember liking it, and I really liked that, that there was an emotional angle to it, and I felt it. But outside of that one scene, I don't really remember much of what I saw. And I saw it sober a couple days ago, you know? Yeah. So, it's okay. It's okay. And it's yeah. on Disney+. Plus. You should watch that instead of chimpanzees. <laughs> um, 
what else? You said you watched a couple. Are you watching Weeaboo shit? No, I've I've laxed on the Weeaboo shit. I've been watching. Uh, fuck, what have <sighs> I been watching other than that? Wrestling. Uh, no, I haven't been watching. Well, dude, you want to hear about what happened with WrestleMania? Of course. Oh, yeah. And WWE. Yes. Here's an update. All right. So, um, Florida is on lockdown, right? Yeah. They they issued a lockdown, and right now it's like the same thing up here in California. The only well, I don't really know to tell the truth, but everything's pretty much shut down. Um, for yeah. a while, WWE they thought that okay, WWE WWE is gonna take a break, and they're just gonna start showing uh their back catalog of shows because they have a shit ton of shows, right? And um, there's also talks that WWE was actually gonna go out and find places in the country, undisclosed places where they could still film their shit because that's what uh their rival company aew did there's they're they're right now they're uh aew spent the last couple of weeks uh recording a bunch of wrestling shows during the week that aren't live but pre-taped and so they're good they're good for like two months right they fucking they're set and they're not working right now wwe didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. The only thing that they taped was uh, WrestleMania, which was split up into two nights, and then uh, they taped uh, a couple episodes of NXT, uh, Raw, and SmackDown. But apparently, right, since Florida is a fucking bizarre, weird place, they have allowed WWE to continue filming. So for the foreseeable for foreseeable future. WWE will host episodes of Raw, NXT, and SmackDown at the Performance Center to no crowd whatsoever. (laughs) So there's not going to be anybody there. No nothing. Nothing. And you remember when I told you last time that uh, uh, one of their wrestlers, Roman Reigns, pulled out of uh, their main event? Right, yes. Because he's immunocompromised and has leukemia? Well, they replaced him with some other dude. Uh, Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman laid out Goldberg in like 30 seconds and people were all like what WrestleMania this year was fucking weird all right a lot of people didn't like it Uh, can can I ask is Braun Strowman's like is his character thing that he has leukemia no and he's like wrestling to overcome it no Braun Strowman he's this big old like body muscle guy like he's a huge dude okay and so, like, okay. he was just, they just replaced him with uh, Roman Reigns so he can take the belt off Goldberg real fast. But WrestleMania wasn't wasn't really well liked this year. It was uh, split up into two weeks. Uh, some of the matches were taped at the Performance Center with no no audience, but they had two it matches. Was like an empty room. <laughs> yeah, basically an empty room, right? And uh, a lot of the outcomes a lot of people didn't like. But um, just like whatever. But WWE, WWE filmed three matches that were like uh, not so much like traditional wrestling matches, but they were like short movies. Right. So there's three of them that they did. Um, one was Edge versus Randy Orton in a Last Man Standing match, where they basically went through the entire performance center and started beating the crap out of each other, and a cameraman just followed them. Alright, I don't know if you remember me telling you about the uh, the Undertaker's Boneyard match? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Boneyard match that he had with AJ Styles was basically them in some, like, empty field at night. 
and then they uh, they fight through this empty field that looks like a graveyard, and at the very end, Undertaker buried AJ Styles alive. <laughs> all right. And people watched that shit, and when they were all like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, that, by the way, that's not a Boneyard match. It's They typically don't have Boneyard matches in WWE. They're called Buried Alive matches. So they had a Buried Alive yeah. match, but you can't really say... Oh, that's right, yeah. You can't really call. You can't really say "buried alive" on TV right now, <laughs> because of reasons. So they changed it to no "boneyard." To death. Yeah, and but the one match that everybody liked and agree that it was an absolute masterpiece is uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. All right. Okay. Now let me give you some context. Okay. Now Bray Wyatt is a, uh, he's like this, he's a wrestler, and he's like this supernatural wrestler, kind of like The Undertaker, where he's he's spooky, all right? Yeah. He, uh, he's been like a cult yeah. leader in the past, that was his gimmick, and now, right now, he's this guy who has like multiple personality disorder. Okay. And he, he, okay. he runs this uh, children's TV show called The Firefly Funhouse, where he presents himself as like this sort of Steve from Blue's Clues, Okay. Where he runs okay. like this uh, this children's show and he has like puppets come up and talk to him. But these puppets are fucking creepy, right? They're like demonic puppets that tell him like, no, don't do it, Bray. And like he has to like kill him or something, like, you know. And then he has his alter ego, which he, he uses to wrestle called the Fiend. And the Fiend is like this demon character. He's got a mask on and he just like lays people out. He was actually the universal champion for most of this year until Goldberg squashed him and took the the championship from from him in Saudi Arabia. Um but he John Bray Wyatt challenged John Cena to a match at WrestleMania. And since you couldn't have a traditional match because there was no crowd, they decided to go full weird on it, right? And so basically what happened was John if you look at the match, I don't know if it's up on the internet, but you should look uh, look up clips of this. And just look up clips of Bray Wyatt in general. Like, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Yeah, I Google this shit later. I, I, I got YouTube up right now. What is the key words I'm supposed to be looking up? Look up Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. Gotcha. And then if you can, okay. open up Continue. another tag and just, like, Google John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. So John Cena, right, the way that this match starts is that he enters the performance center to start his, his traditional match, right? But then spooky shit happens, and basically... What we have here isn't a match, but, like, a scene out of Twin Peaks. Okay. Like, Bray Wyatt basically takes John Cena through, like, his entire life. So, like, they go back in time, wrestle back in time, then they, like, accelerate to the present, then they present an alternative reality where John Cena (laughs) joins the NWO, right? And so, like, that's that's what happens. Like, Bray Wyatt is, like, taking John Cena through his past and stuff and, like, (laughs) dementing him and beating him up. And at the very end, he pins him. He beats him. Like, he, uh, he puts his shoulders to the match, to the, to the, to the mount. They can't, well, one, two, three. And John Cena literally vanishes. to the future type thing? No, like... Where he, he just, like, disappears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he gets sent to the fucking... If you're familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh, he gets sent to the fucking Shadow Realm. And that's the end of John Cena. Shadow Realm, yeah. Yeah. And so oh, that's wait, what so happens. he's done. Yeah, so, like, he's done, for, I guess, for the foreseeable future. 
But in the end, yeah, like basically <laughs> Bray Wyatt sends John Cena to hell, to hell in like a what is what a lot of people are calling a, a fucking fever dream, and people fucking loved it. They dig it. They said like it, yeah. it's been like the most creative thing WWE has done like in in years. Because basically what it was is was a big old retrospect on the career of John Cena. Because John Cena, even though he's been number one in WWE for years, he was he's not so much number one anymore because he's he's doing Hollywood and stuff and he's not around a lot. But for like a good fifteen years, he yeah. was the top guy, and fans hated him for it. There's a time where they loved John Cena, but they could tell that he was being shoved down people's throats by WWE, so they revolted against him. Whenever he would come out, they would boo him, even though he was the good guy. Right? Oh. Yeah. So basically, yeah. this whole match has been like a retrospect on that. How he started out as like a nobody, and then he rose to the top, and then people rejected him and booed him and stuff, and then... Yeah, that's like it's 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 a, it was a very meta meta the most meta thing WWE has ever done, and people are saying it's genius. Like I want to watch the the whole match. I can't though because it's it WrestleMania just happened, and the only way to watch it is I, I believe on the WWE network. But when that thing is made available to people, like on YouTube and shit, I'm watching that because I heard it's yeah insane. I'm looking at uh, I'm watching. Um some Firefly Funhouse right now, and it's bizarre. Yeah. I gotta be real. There's, because he walks in like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He makes some fun, cute things, and then there's like a creepy Velociraptor type thing. That's Vulture. Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah, Mercy the Buzzard. In in a box? Why is he in a box? I don't know. That's the greatest answer to anything. Why? Hey, why did you decide to do this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But no joke. Bray Um, Wyatt, dude, that guy, his character, The Fiend, and all that, the Firefly Funhouse, it's genius. It's like, it's been very refreshing, you know, because there's been so many wrestlers in WWE that don't have any character. They're just really good wrestlers that can do the flippy shit. But Bray Wyatt is really good at, like, these characters. He's had, like, this dark bray wyatt character for years now like he first started out as like a he was this leader of like this this cult and in in the cult was like these these swamp redneck men you know yeah like that was his thing and then he he go go ahead sorry there's a lot happening right now because i'm watching bray wyatt and i'm also hearing you he used to be leader of a cult of swamp redneck men yeah How do you jump from that to this wholesome kids cartoon? Uh, you lose a lot. <laughs> and oh, then you gotcha. have to change your character okay. because people don't take you serious anymore. Yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's what happened with um, Bray Wyatt. Bray, what WWE had with Bray Wyatt was a guy who was really charismatic and had a great character. The thing is, though, they always put him in positions where he was the villain. And in WWE, villains always lose. Yeah, because I was gonna—I was about to ask. So he's—he's he's more of the villain than the hero, then. Yes. He's the heel. Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Bray Wyatt's the heel, son. Gotcha. By the way, real quick, um, shouldn't affect me too much, but 
I got a bit of a delay on you. I yeah, I can hear it too. I can. You sound like Robot Man. Okay, for sure. Did you hear my Robot Man comment? Can you hear me? Let me try this. Oh, that works. Uh, does this work better now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, uh, Daniel. Yeah. We're talking about all these stunts and everything. Have you watched Tiger King? Yeah, I have. Did we talk about this guy? I, I watched it, uh, like, two weeks yeah. ago. Like, when it first aired? Yeah. Um, because I'm one episode away from finishing it. And it's fucking bizarre, Daniel. It's weird, yeah. It's, it's... I don't... It's weird that people like that actually exist out there. It's like the wild, wild west if you own big cats in the fucking fucking America. And you heard that he has asked President Donald Trump for a pardon so that he can be released from prison, right? Yeah. I think some some uh, reporter from CNN asked him about Joe Exotic, and then <laughs> Trump was all like, I'm going to look into it. I don't know about that, but I'm going to look into that. <laughs> goes to his back computer to look up who Joe Exotic is. <laughs> Joe Exotic has coronavirus. Um, oh, does he? Yeah, I don't know if he beat it, but no. the last time I heard, he uh, he he says he tested positive for it in jail. Jesus. Um. Well, did you like? Because again, I can't remember. I don't think we've talked about this. I was telling my dad why the show is so good it's because each scene there are 10 very bizarre things going on and they really only touch on one of those things and then everything else just kind of exists in the in this bizarre little world you know yeah like everybody that they, they, they brought into the documentary was fucking weird when they brought in doc antle he was a weirdo, and then an episode later, they ex- they expanded on why he's fucking weird. He ba- basically has a tiger harem. Yeah, he's a fucking cult leader. Yeah. And they're, like, going down that path, and he's like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah, like, I'm um, not going to play your game. My, my favorite scene was from episode two. Or some woman got her fucking arm ripped off. Uh, Joe Exotic's first move was to put on an EMS bomber jacket and pretend that he's a paramedic, and then talk to the uh, talk to his customers, saying, "Oh, I'll give you a refund if you want." And none of that is really talked about how weird that is. Yeah. Um. I and then all just the blatantly illegal shit that just got like filmed and again not really touched on there's a scene where joe exotic goes and talks to his lawyer and the lawyer basically says yeah you should probably get rid of all that evidence and it's like wait why isn't the lawyer also like getting in trouble for telling his client to do this shit you know yeah i think what it is it's that they got all this footage all of it was just so ridiculous and you can only point out how ridiculous things are until it gets old. So I think early on, the filmmakers yeah. decided to be like, yo, we're just going to dive 
fucking right into this and just present everything as weird as it is and people are just gonna have to realize how weird it is until like the episode's yeah. finished well yeah and like i think i i was telling someone i can't remember who if this were a scripted comedy there'd be so many scenes of like hey you can't do that that's crazy and here they just don't have time for that shit so you only see the person doing the crazy thing with no real like thought or reasoning behind it yeah so um yeah they should do a documentary like commentary on it after this whole thing is done just to, so we can get more i think they're releasing another episode in a couple days too. yeah because it's such a hit dude like after the yeah it, it, it makes um, me it, it, it kind of weirds me out because all of these people now like Carol Baskin and, and Doc Antle and Jeff Lowe and Joe Exotic, they're yeah. all like characters in a TV show. It's like we're treating them like, like Joe Exotic's like Tony Soprano, you know? But the thing is, these people are, are actual people. <laughs> and they're actual shady people. Like these, They're horrible, awful human beings. But then we're still like, oh my god, Carol Baskin. Like, this bitch is real. And she probably killed her first husband. <laughs> Because it's like, I don't think we're treating them like Tony Soprano. We're treating them like Michael Scott. Yeah. Or like Homer Simpson Homer or Simpson, yeah. Like, characters in a sitcom. And in reality, <laughs> they went to Applebee's to plan a hit on a living person. <laughs> they did! That's the fucking craziest shit. <laughs> and we think it's hilarious for some reason. It's dark, dude. Um, it's dark. Well, I guess, like, it's just sort of, um... People's, they've been in, people have been inside for like what a month now. Of course, of course, this crazy shit happens. Crazy shit happens yeah. all the time. We got oh, fuck, a reality TV show star as president. If Joe, if pre, if if Donald Trump can exist, of course Joe Exotic can exist. Of course Joe Exotic can be a fucking real ass person. I know that's the thing. I guess because I watched shit like The Room, and it's like. Oh, this Tommy Wiseau guy acts like this in real life too. Anything is possible. And any person who does anything, I'm less surprised by seeing that and like Trump as president and all of that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Daniel, you've watched Tiger King. Have you ever watched the nineteen eighty one movie Roar? No. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. Roar, and I'm going to ask you to look up some clips as I'm telling you these things, um, because Roar was the original Tiger King production, and the plot, like the main synopsis, is that Roar's story follows Hank, a naturalist who lives on a nature preserve in Africa with lions, tigers, and other big cats. When his family visits him, they are instead confronted by the group of animals. The film stars Marshall as Hank and Tippi Hedren as his wife, Madeline, with Melanie Griffith and Marshall's sons, John and Jerry Marshall, in supporting roles. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. This is, uh, yeah, like, uh, Melanie Griffin grew up with, like, a pet tiger. Yeah. So, do you know the background of this, Daniel? Um... No, I think it's they're celebrities, right? So they just have like a bunch of like tigers, and they they decide to film themselves being like, "Oh, look at us, we're cool. We have exotic animals." Is that what that is? 
total production time took 11 years. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> so, no, I think... They, due to the large number of untrained animals on set, there were a reported 48 injuries within two years of the start of filming. Fuck. It has been estimated that of Roar's 140-person crew at least 70 were injured during production. (laughs) In in a 2015 interview, John Marshall said that he believed the number of people injured was over 100. Oh my god. (laughs) And if if that's true, it would be easier to say at least 40 people were not injured on the set of filming this movie. Um... It's extra sad because do you know who Tippi Hedren is? Yeah, she's a she's an actress. Was wasn't she? She was in the Birds. She was in the Birds, and more importantly, her role was the one where Alfred Hitchcock decided to be a cocksucker and just like throw birds at her as she freaked out. Not as a actress or as a character, but as a person. Yeah, she got like massively scared about it. Um, let me see, let me find, because I think she was on the list of people who were injured because everyone got injured on this set. Oh, no, okay, never mind. Um, you want to hear some of these injuries? Yeah. Noel Marshall was bitten through the hand when he interacted with male lions during a fight scene. Doctors initially feared that he might lose his arm (sighs) by the (laughs) time... By the time he suffered eight puncture rooms, wounds on his leg caused by a lion, which was curious about his anti-reflection makeup, Marshall had already been bitten around 11 times. He was hospitalized when his face and chest were injured and was diagnosed with blood poisoning. Fuck, dude. Marshall was also diagnosed with gangrene after being attacked many times. Um... Fuck, sorry, I'm reading this, and Jesus Christ. Because, have you seen any clips of this I've I've seen, yeah, I think I've seen a clip of, like, Melanie Griffin chilling with her tiger. And it's massive, and it's scary. Okay, you see, that's an easy one. If you look something up, like, just put Roar Clip, some guy walks in, (laughs) and there's tens of tigers hanging out like in the room and he does like a whole freak out thing yeah and it's very clearly because again this is like between 70s and 80s when this happened so acting is a lot different back then yeah you could hear his like comedy acting suddenly turn into real person fear (laughs) as the tigers like jumped on him and then like he fell to the ground (laughs) um Let's see. Uh, by the way, I'm on Wikipedia. During a promo shoot in 1973, Hedren was bitten in the hand by a lion, Cherries, whose teeth scraped against her skull. Ugh. She was taken to Sherman Oaks Hospital, where her wounds were treated, and she was given a tetanus shot. She was admitted to Antelope Valley Hospital after Tembo, the five-ton elephant, picked her up and was picked her up by an elephant. <laughs> yes. Picked her uh, sorry, 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 picked her up and fractured her ankle with his trunk before bucking her off his back. 
Hedron said that Tembo had been trying to keep her from falling and was not at fault. No, Tempo was trying to murder you, bitch. I don't, like... I feel bad for Tippy Hedron, because does she just think this is what acting is? You go on set, and then you're tormented by animals eight hours a day, and then you go home, and that's it? Maybe. Like, what the, what the fuck kind of career is this? Well, the thing is, um, Tippy Hedron, all these people do, they're all celebrities, rich people living in Hollywood, they're not really in touch with reality. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, by the way, most of these animals were bought illegally. I think that should be noted. Um, so it's very, I mean, I don't know how old Dog Antle is, but if he came to the production late enough, because this thing started, like, took 11 years... He very well could have been on this set. You know? Yeah, dude, he could have. Apparently he's been around for a long time, fucking brainwashing young women and shooting tigers. Helping out on, like, Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking, let's, let's see some more injuries. Uh, give me, um, several days earlier, Tembo had bucked his trainer, Patricia Barbro, into a tree and broken her shoulder. Hedron was scratched on the arm by a leopard and bitten on the chest by a cougar. Griffith received 50, 50, 50 stitches after being attacked by a lioness. It was feared that she would lose an eye, but she eventually recovered without being disfigured, although she did require some facial re reconstruction surgery. Damn, dude. All that from it's your like, pet tiger. Because <laughs> you saw, I mean... You saw that, uh, you saw Tiger King, where that woman who got her arm ripped off, she was, like, in, at work the next day. Yeah. Because she just didn't want to spend money for reconstruction surgery. She's like, nah, man, I don't need an arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, how many things do you do that require two arms, Daniel? Uh, not a lot, dude. You don't really need one. That is, a. Uh, it's, it's the Surgeon General today. Not only has he, he been telling people that you don't need yeah. masks, you also don't need arms. Is that, stop the spread of coronavirus. Just cut your arm off. Just cut your arm off. And that's, you're less likely to touch something that's been, been infected. Exactly, dude. Fauci <laughs> right now, Fauci arm, wants yeah. to get rid of uh, handshakes. What's the best way of getting rid of handshakes if you don't have a fucking hand? You remove hands. <laughs> we'll soon become a handless society. And eventually, we, don't uh, even, we won't even need to cut off our hands because evolution will be like, I guess you motherfuckers don't need them. <laughs> so babies from now on will be born without hands. We we evolved to where we don't need hands at all. Yeah. <laughs> After we just we just cut them off. Exactly, man. That's um, where we're heading, is dude. That how, is that how? Is that how evolution works, Daniel? It does. Proven. Oh. Facts. Okay. And you're you're a smart atheist. Yeah, so dude. I'm a smart you. atheist. I believe in in evolution. I got my my film degree from Cal State Long Beach. I am a leading authority in this shit. I I shouldn't say this, but like you probably can in some schools. 
because at my high school, the one of the geometry teachers had a film degree, and they're like, oh, well, we could give you one film class, but we kind of need a geometry teacher. And he's like, I don't know anything about geometry. So the school just gave him a book and is like, here, you could study for summer and then get ready for the kids come full. And that's who our geometry teacher was. Legit. Some, some guy who was like one chapter ahead of us each week. <laughs> um, here's, here's another one. Most members of the crew were injured, including DeBont, who was scalped by cherries while he was filming under a tarpaulin. He received 220 stitches, but resumed his duties after recovering. Togar, one of the lead icons, bit assistant director Don Copper in the throat and jaw and tried to pull off one of his ears after Copper unintentionally cued an attack. Copper's also received injuries to his scalp, chest, and thigh, and he was admitted to Palmdale General Hospital, where he had to undergo four and a half hours of surgery. Although the attack was was reported nearly, a nurse told Santa Porter that Copper's injuries were acute, sudden, and traumatic, but that he was conscious and in fair condition after surgery. After witnessing the attacks, 20 crew members left the set en masse, Turnover was high, and many did not want to return. <sighs> Understandable. Do do, what do I do? Because you, you've been a PA before. Yeah, I think, dude, I think if um, if I were a PA on that, and uh, my boss w- got scalped by a tiger named Cherries, I think I'd quit <laughs> show business in general. I was going to say, so... You're a PA, and you just saw the AD get fucking scalped, and some other guy get bit in the jaw and throat and chest. Would you leave? I would leave. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, I don't need this money. I'm good. It's a dangerous thing to be a PA sometimes, man. I had some pretty precarious situations while I was doing PA work for reality TV. And that's what actually made me stop doing reality TV. Can you talk about any precarious situations? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it. Like I got longer. into a... I, I was in a production van wreck. I was driving yeah. a production van, and um, somebody hit me and, and wrecked it because we were... the Where they forced me to park was very precarious. It was like a, a narrow street that didn't really have like... And I, I was driving a van that had no back windows right and it had i had a mirror but i couldn't really see i could see what was down the road but i couldn't really see what was like right next to me you know and so and i as as i was pulling out into the street right because i was i was parked across of uh, across from a, a golf course and it was a pretty like grassy fieldy area you know there there wasn't a lot of like um traffic lights or something but anyway, I was trying to pull into the uh, the uh, the parking lot of the golf course. So as I was turning into the street to go down the street and make a U-turn, somebody was peeling out of the golf course parking lot, right? And they peeled out. And so when okay. they when they peeled out, they didn't see me get into turn into the street, and they hit me. They t-boned me. 
and wrecked the van and it was it was carnage bad nothing seriously nothing serious happened to me like i didn't i didn't break my arm or anything but after that i was just like fuck that uh that same uh season that uh the same show i was working on we went to jamaica right (laughs) and uh we were filming scenes at night and uh we were following the people along and stuff and um the place where we were at in jamaica uh it's not safe to be out at night on that street because it's just kind of it's a shady place right and so one of the producers right um this is housewives one of the producers the housewives wanted a a cup from from jim they wanted a starbucks cup from jamaica okay out of all the things that they could have bought from jamaica wait and they sent you yeah they sent me okay uh, they could have got anything else, any other souvenir from Jamaica, but they wanted a, a, a fucking cup from Starbucks that said Jamaica. All right. So it was, it was late. It was like, I want to say 9 PM. And, um, even during the day we were filming like in this part of the town, like all day and people were yelling at us. They were all like, Hey, the camera crew, why don't you look, film me, like film me, look at the hard streets. Ah!" And they were just like being kind of like loud and (laughs) like they were, yeah, it was, it was a shady time. And so the producers, one of the producers sent me down the street to go get Starbucks. And one of the things that they said is don't go out. (laughs) If you're in Jamaica, don't go out by yourself, especially at night because you never know what might happen. And I was carrying petty cash because I was a PA, and PAs carry like that uh, the PC, so you can buy shit if you if you need sure, to, sure. right? And so yeah. I'm all like, "Are you really gonna send me down this dark ass street to go get a fucking cup from Starbucks?" And they yeah. did. And as I made my trek there, there was people saying like, "Hey, you're from the reality show, aren't you? Hey, why don't you turn the cameras on me?" And I'm all like, "Fuck! Like, God damn it! Like these people, fuck! Like they were just like kind of being." kind of scary like like they were like hooping and hollering at me and being like we're gonna get you (laughs) why why are there so many italians in jamaica i can't (laughs) i can't do a jamaican accent i can't (laughs) but yeah like they were that was a no-no they then they did that and i could have i could have been jacked over there in jamaica there were the, the people like the way that they drive over there is fucking scary they drive wild, and um, there was times where, like, there was cameramen that had to stand up in the bus and film, and they were people like the streets in Jamaica are, are wild. Like, they, they you, you don't wear seatbelts because you want to get the shot, and a bunch of camera people almost got fucked up while trying to get all this footage. Like, it's it, it's a uh, it's like a culture of abuse in Hollywood, especially if you're one of, at the lowest rung of the ladder. You're just expected to do everything, take everything, and just be okay with it. And how many how many tigers did you encounter? I you encountered in Jamaica. I, I encountered fifty. Fifty. And one of them uh, took my left testicle, so now I'm oh. I only have one ball. The tigers were the ones saying, "Hey." Hey, why don't you film me? Hey, why don't you film me? Come here. Oh, it's me, the tiger. (laughs) I know. In Jamaica. But yeah, dude, it was, yeah, it's it's dangerous sometimes. It it gets a little dicey out there. Especially if, Um, like, if it's, if the production's rinky-dink, if it's a rinky-dink reality show, oh yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be way more dangerous. Uh, one, I think the most dangerous I had at my job was they gave me a bunch of whiskey 
and then I got drunk, and then they gave me food, and then I got full, and then I had a stomach ache, and that was <laughs> that was a pretty dangerous time, Daniel. It was, dude. How did you make it out alive? <laughs> How? Um, they gotta write a document. You know, they gotta make a documentary on you, dude. Victor Wright podcast makes me stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so anyway, if you want to watch Roar, you can. What the fuck just happened? My computer, go away. If you want to watch Roar, Daniel, um, you can watch a lot of clips on YouTube, but also you can look up Animal Draft House is doing like a streaming of it. It costs ten dollars, and that's how I'm gonna watch it. Ooh. And that's coming up like April 17th or something. April nice. 15th. So look it up. Because if you watch it, it's supposed to be a comedy, but it feels like a horror movie because you keep waiting for someone to literally get murdered by tigers. <sighs> so that's like hey. uh, like the Siegfried and Roy show. <laughs> where you just watch that thing just to watch the uh, the guy get his face bitten off. Just to wait, yeah. I'd sure like to see someone get murdered today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you like Tiger King, definitely look up Roar and the history behind it. Hey, what what time are we at? We are at 48 minutes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, Well, I could talk about, I guess, about the... I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Oh, I was about to ask. Yeah, I I meant I forgot to ask that. It's a good. So you, it's a good way to take up time. <laughs> I, I I talked to our friend Cheska. She was like, she was telling me, yeah, I've been playing ten hours a day. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, how how much do you play a day? I boot it up every now and then. In the morning, um, I play it in the morning just so... Because it's, it's kind of like having like a little mini life because it's one of those simulation games. Yeah. I uh, I go, I wake up in real life and then yeah. I boot up Animal Crossing, wake up in Animal Crossing life and then I go out and I, uh, I harvest the fruit from my trees. I have okay. oranges in my island because it's very fitting because I'm from Orange County. And um, I, I take these oranges. Uh, I've also planted apples and pears and coconuts on my island. And I harvest all of those and then I sell them. I sell them to two little uh, greedy raccoons and they give me bells, which is basically right. Animal Crossing money. And then I go and I, I dig up fossils and I, I donate them to, to my museum run by a giant owl. And um, <laughs> I also spend time uh, fishing and catching bugs and selling those bugs to the uh the raccoon children and um i do this all my my goal right now is to expand my house because the raccoon children have a have a raccoon father his name is tom nook right and the whole game basically is like a little joke on capitalism you're just in debt the whole game is like i have debt and i must pay them off it's like cute debt simulator yeah basically the game is it's cute debt simulator and um right now I owe John, uh, Tom Nook 348,000 bells because he uh, he added another room to my house. So I'm going to pay that off, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take out another loan from him so he can put another room in my house. <laughs> and then I'm going to pay him back again. So that's basically the game. Uh, I don't know if I could... Uh, 
Well, I don't have a Switch, so I can't play it, period. Yeah. But fuck, I don't know if I would... I would get too lost in that game, probably. Yeah, me too. Like, I was... At the very beginning, I'm all like, okay, like, what what am I going to do? Like, what's going to happen? But it's very good at holding your hand to a point. Okay. After, after a while, Tom Nook is just like, I don't know, dude, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um... Have you played Doom Eternal yet? No, that... no, I haven't. I tried playing um, Call of Duty Warzone, the uh, yeah. the Battle Royal version of that game, because Luis has been trying to get me to play it. Um, and it's free. so And you don't even need like uh, Xbox Live or PS Plus to play it. You can just play it online oh, wow. for free. It's like, a, it's like a Fortnite, you know? So, I mean... But the thing is, I, I played the, the training, I played one match, and literally the next day... There was an update on the game, and I couldn't update the game because the update was like 50 gigabytes. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and I didn't have enough space. Yeah, I didn't have enough space on my fucking PS4 for it, so I just uninstalled the game. (laughs) What was was the update? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I only played one game, Victor. All right, I, I dropped... Like, it's a Battle Royal game, Battle Royal game, so I dropped from the airplane. I spent 30 minutes um, hiding in buildings, trying to find guns. I met up with the rest of my squad and was killed instantly. And then you went back to your little girl game. Yes, I went back to Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've actually started playing Metroid, Super Metroid. So I uh, think I'm going to... Yeah, the OG one that came out for the yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo. I started yeah. that, so I think I'm going to play that in tandem with Animal Crossing. For sure. Yeah, I'm... Oh, I finished main game, Dark Souls 3. Um, it is good. And now I'm taking a break before I conquer the DLCs. So I'm going to go play, like, Mortal Kombat or something. Why don't you play Sekiro? I need a break from From Software. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I started playing one of the DLCs, and I'm... I can feel myself getting tired. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently Sekiro is really hard but it's also really good I hear from what I hear it's very different from the other Souls games like how you play it yeah so it's almost better to play just Sekiro first because you don't have any pre idea of what you're supposed to be doing yeah you know um yeah I, I it is on my list but I just, I need to, I'm, <laughs> From has a very specific play style, and, you know, I just need a break from that. Gotcha. Um, but did you hear what, I mean, I don't know if it got delayed or not with all what's going on, but did you hear what's, what's coming out in June? What's coming out in June? Instead of working on Winds of Winter... George R. R. Martin <laughs> hooked up with From Software, the creators of Dark Souls, to come out with a new video game. Oh yeah. Elden Ring. Yeah. That was announced like a couple of like a year ago or something. Complete so, and t- that was like a year ago, but I think the the hard June deadline was like just announced like a month ago or something. Damn. And everyone has been asking, hey, George, when are you going to finish Game of Thrones? And he's like, here's a video game instead. I wrote this. Oh. So, I 
have to go do some errands, Daniel. For sure. So yeah, do I. I. We are filming this on a Saturday. Tomorrow is Easter. Yeah, dude. Bunny Day, man. According to Animal bunny. Crossing, it's going to be Bunny Day tomorrow. Oh, Bunny Day. <laughs> what happens on Bunny Day? Well, <laughs> oh, Victor. Oh, Victor. Uh, 12 days ago, um, some cracked out bunny named Zipper appeared on my island and was all like, Yay! Bunny Day! And uh, he put a bunch of eggs on my island. And so every now and then when I go fishing, instead of get catching a fish, I catch a fucking egg, an Easter egg. And it makes me mad. And so basically um, tomorrow there's going to be a, an event where he comes back and like you have to, you can make stuff with like the eggs that he's littered all over the island. And then you give those things to him. And then I, I guess he gives cool stuff to you in return. This sounds like a furry thing. Yeah, Animal Crossing kind of a big old furry game. Because <laughs> I saw some screenshots from like furries and what they're doing on Animal Crossing, and I got disturbed. By yeah, it. I have a I have a villager who lives on my um, island. Her name is Plucky. She's a giant hen, and um, okay. she calls me Chicky Poo. She calls you Chinky Poo. <laughs> no, Chicky Poo. Chicky Poo. Yeah, she's all like, "Hi, my name on Animal Crossing is Danielito." And so he's okay. like, hi, Danielito. How are you doing, Chicky Poo? I prefer if she called you Chinky Poo. <laughs> I prefer that too. <laughs> it's never addressed. That's just what she calls you. But yeah, to- um, tomorrow's Bunny Day, and Zipper, the cracked out rabbit, is going to return to my island for all the festivities. Oh, that sounds fun. Is it fun? Uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, well, I have to go buy some things so I can cook a nice dinner tomorrow. Um, so p- possibly steak, possibly pork. We'll Ooh, see. yummy! What do you think? Oh, well, I guess Jesus wouldn't eat pork because he was a Jew. Yeah, that's not kosher, son. Yeah, just pork and shellfish. That's all we're having. <laughs> and birds of prey. You and can't eat a prey. birds of prey. <laughs> you can't eat. You can't eat an eagle. That's not kosher. Eat, eat, eat a hawk. Yeah. Um, no, Daniel, that's how we got in this mess. <laughs> yeah, somebody ate a hawk <laughs> and created COVID-19. Someone's like, I bet I could eat this animal. And then they did, and that's how we got here. <laughs> um, so, hey, it's been an adventure, man. Yeah, it has. I'm Daniel. Uh, my name is Victor Wright. Oh. Oh. And we'll see you guys later. See ya. Happy, happy bunny day. Happy bunny day. <laughs> Hope you had a happy bunny day. Bye. Bye.